Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome back to the DFTW Podcast. My name is Michael Head and I am excited about today as we dive into something called trauma bonds or Stockholm Syndrome. But before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for those of you who are telling me where you're actually listening to this. Because last week in episode 7, I asked, where do you listen to this? Maybe you're in your car, maybe on the plane, I don't know. But one person mentioned how... They listened to this to me in the shower. And I was like, awesome. Thank you so much. And really, truly, it is an honor that you would do that and that you would tell me about that. And so, man, wherever you're listening, thank you so much. But one group that is listening is an FCA in Texas. They actually emailed me and told me that they are listening to this content on a weekly basis and then they're meeting and having small groups right after. So they're all gathering together, listening to this podcast, and then having small group discussions with it. I love that. That is so incredible that God is using it in so many ways. And what about you? How has it helped you? How has it encouraged you? Please let me know that. You can either email me, like so many of you have, at dftwpodcast at gmail.com, or I love to see the shares and the tags on Instagram, exactly how God has helped you or how this podcast has just motivated you, please do that. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore Michael underscore head underscore. And all of this information is also in the show notes because that's where I would go because it's much easier. And so let's get started today with episode eight on trauma bonds. In life, we have someone that we love and we see them in an abusive relationship or we know of them being in such an abusive environment and they seem to be in something that is absolutely brutal. It's horrible. Um, and we don't know exactly why they're doing that. And so on the outside looking in, it makes no sense why they wouldn't just go and report that abuse or why they wouldn't confront what is going on and just get away. And so to the outsider, we may think things in our mind like, gosh, they're just so weak or what is their problem? They're so dumb. Why wouldn't they just leave that person or get out of that situation? And even when we try to talk to some of these people who are in these situations and we try to help them, it's like, they don't even listen to us. It's like we're talking and there's nothing coming out of our mouth. And they may seem to just not care as you continue to see it as such an awful situation as they are in a sort of free fall to their own destruction. And that's what today is about because this is a very real situation. Personally, I have dealt with this and I'm still dealing with this in many different ways. This is called trauma bonding or Stockholm syndrome. And the reason for that name, Stockholm syndrome, actually gets its name from a 1973 bank robbery where four hostages were taken 
in Stockholm, Sweden, and the hostages defended their captors after being released and they would not agree to testify in court against them. And so this condition of trauma bonds or Stockholm syndrome happens when hostages develop a psychological like alliance with their captors during captivity. Emotional bonds are formed between the captor and the captives during intimate time together or other just so much time of pain being together. And these are generally considered irrational in light of the danger or risk endured by the victims. From this point on, I'm going to refer to it as a trauma bond. I mean, the other night, my wife and I were watching the movie Bombshell, which is all about what happened with Fox News and how these sexual allegations were placed against the CEO, Roger Ailes. And what happened was all of these ladies started realizing that what was happening behind the door into his office was not good. He would have them spin around. He would um, ask for sexual favors. He was doing all of these things and nobody was talking about it because they were scared to death to do so because of the threats that he made and how he was going to ruin their career or how much money they were making and so many different things. And so as I'm watching this movie, Bombshell, I start talking to my wife if she understands what a trauma bond is. And she said, no, she had never heard of that before. And so I was able to talk to her about how this is a very real thing. And even for me, and it helped her to understand why with me at times, the people that had hurt me and the people that had abused me, why I still felt so drawn to them and why it was so hard for me to turn them in. And as I started talking to her about it, it started to really make sense. And so today, I hope that maybe for you and what is happening with people that we love and maybe yourself and why you feel so drawn to these people, hopefully this can help you. And so here are four different criteria that you or someone you know is caught in a trauma bond. And this is what it may look like. And so number one, there is a perceived threat to your life where you feel the abuser is going to kill you or even a type of a psychological threat where you feel they are going to destroy who you are. So you you seriously feel that if you turn this person in or if you get away, you will die. That's one of the first criteria. The second one, acts of kindness, where the abuser or the captor extends a small offer of kindness to the victim that perceived kindness totally tricks our brain. And so what happens is the victim is continually given gifts. They are said nice things. They are treated amazing. And that helps keep them with the abuser. Another thing can happen, isolation. It's where the victim or the hostage is isolated from the perception of other people. And so the abuser will seriously isolate you. They will they will move you. They will take you away from the people that love you. They will isolate you um, both physically and they will take away your cell phone. So you lose touch with everything where you actually, some people have been caged up. They've been locked up. And so they can't see their family because they know that once they get with their family who are healthy, that they will turn in the abuser. And so it's very covert. So, so sometimes you may make plans to go and see someone that loves you and they will sabotage that. They will make you so upset that first of all, you even want to go and see these people, which is awful. And they make you feel bad so that even if you want to go, you can't leave or they'll talk bad about these people. And so 
even if you do get to go out to dinner or get to hang out with these family members or best friends, you can't connect. You're just kind of there because you are so afraid to say anything because of what your abuser may do to you. The fourth thing, a perceived inability to escape. You feel like there is no way out. And so what has happened is, is a learned helplessness has set in. And so we, we talked about trauma in episode six. And if you didn't listen to that, I would encourage you to go back to listen to that episode on trauma because that can help you to understand more about these trauma bonds. So what happens in this number four, perceived inability to escape, when a trauma happens in our life and something bad happens, say we're in the woods and there's a bear and we see it, our first reaction is to fight it. Um, and then if that doesn't happen, we need to run as fast as we can. And if we can't get away, what does our brain do? It freezes. And by the way, this is our brain doing this for us to protect us. And so what happens sometimes in abusive situations or hostage situations is that we just freeze and it just sets in because we feel like we cannot leave and our brain literally gets stuck. And this is where most of society is when it comes to trauma bonds. For example, maybe it's money that has been given or it's a promised promotion for, so that you will keep silent. And you may feel so trapped in the situation, maybe in the job, in the relationship, and you feel so trapped because you know if you turn in the abuse, you think that they will mess up your career, that your family will suffer, and that you won't be safe. And so you are stuck. Or maybe possibly at times, I know for men, it can be very, very hard to turn in a relationship that you're in with a female because turning in somebody who is being physically abusive to you as a man is very hard to do. Why? Because the court system at times is mainly against the man. And so if a man were to turn in a woman for abusing him, it is scary. And so you, as a man, you may feel trapped and like you can't get out of this and you don't know what to do. And so ultimately, you just feel so trapped and bonded to the abuse in so many different ways. It's like at times you're a rubber band and you get away and you feel like you're doing so good. And then all of a sudden you have contact with this person and it's like the rubber band snaps you back all the way to the beginning. And it's like the progress that you are making and the thoughts that you had and, and, and the way you were headed is over. I mean, they will do things like offer you nice things. They'll bring you food. They'll give you all sorts of money. They'll promise you promotions. And one of the worst is when you're in a relationship with a covert narcissist. And so narcissism is something that I really want to discuss and we'll get into that further in an upcoming episode. And so a covert narcissist is somebody who they're really not bragging even about being a narcissist and the community sees them as an amazing human who everybody loves. And so even when this person may be treating you bad, this person may be doing awful things to whoever that may be, when you say something, you feel like nobody would believe you. As well as there are people that know the person that may know the situation and will downplay it and say, look, just get over it. It's not that big of a deal. This creates massive isolation, which we just spoke about in episode seven. This becomes so damaging to who you are because you just continue to live in this fear and pain, which slows down the healing process. Because for us to heal, the first thing that must happen is we must feel safe. Remember, if you've experienced a massive trauma, the best way to start healing that trauma is to get to a safe place, both in our physical 
an emotional environment. And man, I, I got to really understand what that was like when I went to onsite. My first four to five days there, the only thing that I was to do was to adjust to the community and adjust to the situation so that I would feel safe enough so the healing process could start. They didn't just throw me into a to a group therapy or psychodramas or anything else. They let me adjust. While the healing process starts for you, a few things that I would encourage you to do or encourage people that you love that may be in this situation to do. The first thing, change your phone number. Completely change it. Get rid of that number. I would also block their number. Block them on all social media. If you need to, change your social media. Become private on social media. Unconnect your phone number from Facebook. Please do that. And when a number calls you that you don't know, it is okay for you to not answer it and to let it go to voicemail. And if it's someone that you need to talk to, you can call them back. Why? You've got to protect yourself. And if you're with people who don't allow you or don't believe that you can speak your truth, people who are saying, do you know what will happen? Do you know if you turn this person in, what will happen to you? Maybe the media that may shut you down. If you have people in your life that are that stupid to actually tell you those things and tell you to keep stuff in, those are not your people. Get away. Don't listen to those people because if not, you will fall back into the denial and you will start thinking, you know what? This person's a good person. It doesn't really matter. They're actually going to be okay. That is called cognitive dissonance. This is short-circuiting your brain because the abuse that happens, you are forgetting it. It's called abuse amnesia. And we start to rationalize it and say, oh, they're just a good person. They're working on it. They're getting better. They went to therapy one time. And you know what? They even told me they're sorry. And I see that they're changing. Listen, this is dangerous. And it's very, very real. I know for a fact. Why? Because I have said those things. I have lived those things saying, you know what? They're changing. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be better. And it wasn't. This is extremely dangerous and it is very real. There are people everywhere in a trauma bond and they just want to be set free. It is also true of sin. We feel like at times we cannot get out of it and we keep going back to that same exact thing over and over again for various reasons. We even have these voices in our head that say, you know what, it's not a big deal, it's okay, You've been forgiven. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be all right. That would be the enemy talking to you, just like when Eve had a conversation with Satan and he was saying, you know what? You can be like God or it's all going to be good. Eve had a conversation with a snake. We cannot conversate, if that's even a word, with snakes because the guilt and the shame will start to destroy us and we feel like we are just free falling and no one is there to help us. We're all alone. We've jumped out of the plane. The ground is getting closer by the second. And that is a horrible feeling to feel. And something that we need to remember is that Jesus truly does set us free from everything. And you may have heard it said in John 8, 36. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. He is talking about being free from sin. And the best way for us to be free of that slavery of sin is to confess it and to get it out. And yes, this can be extremely hard, especially when you are the one that has done it. You may lose friends, you may lose family, and that's okay, because now you have the opportunity to truly walk in a brand 
new freedom. The same thing is true with those caught in a trauma bond. It can be so scary to confess anything to anyone about your abusers or the situation that you may be in. You don't know what life is going to look like and you may be afraid of death or pain or awful words that may be said about you and or your family. Every single one of us, we are in some sort of a free fall. That may be a trauma bond. It may be some horrible pain that you're in. It could be abandonment, neglect. It could be a habitual sin that just continues to come up and you seem like you are falling and you see death is just right there in front of you. Here's what we need to remember. That we may be falling and we have a parachute. It's right there. It's been there the entire time. It is time for us to deploy that parachute. That parachute is Jesus Christ. He has been there. He has saved us and he wants us to use him. Why? Because he gives us life. And once we deploy that parachute, we slow down a little bit and we're able to see the beauty and we're able to see the life that he wants us to live in. Now, this is extremely hard to pull that parachute. It's extremely hard to do that. I know for a fact, even while turning people in and even while getting away from awful situations, that is some of the hardest work that I have ever done. And I was able to do it with Jesus taking me down. And so this does not mean whenever we confess our sins or when we turn people in or when we get out of awful situations, this does not mean that our life is going to be free of pain. And it doesn't mean we're going to have no more hardships. It may be really, really hard. Your career may look totally different. You may not make the same amount of money that you made at one time. You may lose friends. Your family may turn on you. But one thing that I do know for a fact is that even though these things may happen, you will be free with the Son because He is who sets us free indeed. I so hope that this episode has helped you to understand a little more about people and maybe yourself of how trauma can actually bond us to other people. And here's what I want you to know. You can get out. How do I know that? Because I did it. I was able to do that and I'm still working on other situations to do so. And here's some encouragement. If you feel like you're in a situation right now and you can't get out and you realize that you are, quote, stuck, here's what you can do. There is an anonymous hotline that you can call to report any abuse because I think that's a lot of the fear is that they are going to do something to you. I know that is a fear. And so you can report people with an anonymous hotline. And I will leave that number and the information in the show notes. And I would encourage you to do that. Please know that I am not a psychologist. I am just somebody who wants to share my story. I want to share my experience. I want to share some of the education that I have received in hours of therapy and meeting with professionals on these different issues. I just hope that it will educate you and educate others to be able to do the same and to live free from any pain that you might be in. And so with that, I would also love it if you could continue to leave a review on any platform that you're listening to this on. I would absolutely love that. And I love seeing the shout outs on social media and sharing this with people because what that does is it continues to get the word out and it continues to possibly save lives 
you never know the person that may hear this and they feel like they are in this bond and because you shared it or because I shared it, they may be set free. And so I just want to say thank you so much and we will see you right here next time on the DFTW podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.